show I have a really great friend with me here today my friend Megan Smith would you like to tell everyone a little bit about yourself sure I am a mama of two husband to one. Oh no wife to one <laughs> cut this part out no, I'm definitely um, not <laughs> uh, children's pastor to a couple hundred, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, that's the the big idea the bulk, in a nutshell. The bulk of it, yeah. I love Megan. Um, <laughs> we've been friends since since you stalked me on social media before I moved here. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I found out that we were getting new kids pastors, and I was like, "Who is this chick?" And then I saw her Instagram. I was like, "Okay, yeah, I like her." And then as soon as she came in, I was like, "Just so you know, like." I've stalked you. I've stalked you, and we're going to be friends. It's fine. And we have been friends since. Yeah. Because sometimes you just have to tell someone, I, I, you don't know me, but we're going to be friends. And you keep it real. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to do that sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to get Megan on the show because her and Kevin, um, I think, have set really fantastic examples of... Um, people in ministry um for as long as I've known them which now it's been almost five years Mm -hmm. like maybe even Mm -hmm. a little bit longer than that like Mm five-ish um I've seen them like walk in ministry and step into something in really genuine ways Mm -hmm. um and so I would just love to kind of hear your heart on you know why you guys chose Mm -hmm. children's ministry why you felt called why you do what you do you know well Kevin was involved in children's ministry before me. He grew up doing kids' crusades with his dad. His dad was a children's pastor. His uncle was a children's evangelist and children's pastor. And he grew up, you know, behind the puppet stage. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't we all? (laughs) Didn't we all? He grew up, you know, doing... 30-minute-long puppet extravaganzas and seeing his dad minister to kids, his uncle, um, almost like jokingly call it the family business, but really um, a family legacy Mm -hmm. where they just have a heart to see the next generation realize who they are and what their callings are and realize who Jesus is at a young age Mm -hmm. so that you don't have to wait till you're 30, 40, 50, 60 get delivered of all of those things that Mm -hmm. you you were bound up with, but you can encounter God as a child, take Holy Spirit with you throughout your life, make an impact for the kingdom as a child, um, and that be your testimony. Yeah. So um, I met my husband, and I thought I wanted to do youth ministry. Mm. I I was like fresh out of high school. Love the teens. Yeah, and I do love the teens. At the time, I had just graduated high school and was like... The teens were like, no. You're <laughs> teens one of didn't you love me, me what as to much. Do. Yeah, and I felt like I had all these gifts that I didn't know what to do mm. with. Like, I liked theater, and I liked, you know, to be dramatic, and I liked talking to people, and I liked children, but I was always, like, the babysitter. And I was like, I don't want to go to church and be the babysitter. Mm. So 
Kevin invited me to come and just sit in on a service that he was serving in. And I think I cried through the whole thing. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> because I just realized that that was where I was supposed to be all along. Oh, where yeah. you can do the over-the-top dramatics mm-hmm. and fun stuff and they love it. Oh, yeah. You walk into the room and they immediately love you because yeah. they're so trusting mm-hmm. and... You don't want, like with teenagers, you have to break down their walls before you can minister to them. The kids just come in with no walls. What you see is what you get. They yeah. tell you you look old or whatever. Yeah. They just keep it real. <laughs> That's you know? Megan. Why are you wearing it? <laughs> I have to rub. Megan, uh, are you 40? That was what they said on my last birthday. Oh, no. No, it's cool. <laughs> it's fine. It's wisdom. <laughs> it's wisdom. So, yeah, so I just dove in mm-hmm. head first, and um, it's just been our passion Mm -hmm. is to reach kids while they're young and um you know statistics will show that people um decide what they believe by the time they're a preteen most people decide what they believe about god by the time they're a preteen and they believe that for the rest of their life most people um and most pastors if you you know pulled american pastors 90 percent of them say that they felt the call of ministry as a child Mm mm-hmm so there's, it's not the future of the church, it is the right, church. Right, right. So that's been our heart for the, or the entirety of our relationship, so over 10 years. Oh, that's crazy. I always forget that you guys have been married for so long. Well, we've been together 10 years, married eight. That's still a long time. Well, how did you guys meet? We met at church. Amen. <laughs> you were going to put this on the podcast. Yeah, we met at church. <laughs> we met in the house of the Lord. Yes. Um, yeah, we met at church, and uh, I was going to the college ministry before I was in college, and Ken's a little bit older than me, so we knew each other for about a year, year and a half, and then he got in a car accident, broke his jaw, and... <laughs> was like stuck in the house all the time and he came to church and wasn't able to talk and was scribbling on a notepad and I was like oh bud I'm so sorry that happened to you well let me know you know if you ever need someone to come pick you up take you out of the house because you know you crashed your car (laughs) and he scribbled on a notepad Friday and so we hung out that Friday and he talked like this the whole time and somehow (laughs) I was like, this is this, this is, is the it. one. Where'd you guys go? It's <laughs> a horrible story. It's not. I think it's sweet. I uh, love your story. We went to Steak and Shake. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not a horrible story. I love Steak and Shake. <laughs> well, okay. It depends on who's telling it. I will say for <clears throat> for a first date, though. It wasn't a date, though. To oh, me. was it? Oh. To me. Was it, it to Kevin? He says yes. Oh. Because he says on our first date, he watched me eat. And he hadn't eaten in a oh, month. because he couldn't eat. <laughs> <laughs> he was like sipping a, a, a milkshake oh, through his man. teeth. And he just watched you eat. And I ate fries. a salad. Huh? I, why? I don't know. I guess it, it is like a, it's a date thing, isn't it? Like I to go out. Like, they, have like a, they had like a fried chicken salad that I thought was good. That's so funny. <laughs> No. I'm always nervous, like, whenever I go out and if someone's like, hey, like, do you want to go out to eat? I'm like, I don't know if you want to see me eat, like, day one. Yeah, and you, I, I don't, don't know what I was thinking. A salad's not the cutest thing. It's even not. Eating. 
I don't Because you have to open up your mouth. I keep hitting my microphone. You have to open up your mouth, like, real big to mm-hmm. get all the lettuce. My precious husband has cute. told me when I was eating a salad before. It's been recent years. He's like, remember that turtle we used to have? That's what you look like eating that salad. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I think everybody looks like that eating salad. Well, totally. Yeah. You know, you get a too big piece of lettuce. Yeah. And that's that's not my fault. No, I didn't. I it's didn't a salad maker's fault. You know who has really good salad? Mm-hmm. I love a Panera salad. Okay, the Green Goddess. <gasps> Delicious. It's my jam. Delicious. That dressing. Eat it like once a week. Amen. Well, <laughs> we got on salads for a while, but <laughs> I was gonna ask you, like, kind of going back to ministry. Um, uh-huh. I have also seen you guys kind of step into this new role, like recently, mm-hmm. um, as kind of a voice for. Um, the children and the kind of young adults in Mm -hmm. our church who have um, special needs or who Mm -hmm. have different abilities. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have just loved seeing you and in in ways being a part of it, like Mm -hmm. doing buddy break and things like that in ways where our church and the church in general Mm -hmm. has kind of stepped into this new role of like Mm -hmm. seeing these really wonderful children mm-hmm. and really wonderful people yeah. so I would lo- also like I just would love to hear your heart on yeah. that as well and like what brought you to that how did you mm-hmm. guys get started how mm-hmm. do you feel like the church could be doing better because right. I know there's definitely ways that we can be improving we too. could all do better mm-hmm. um I think we fell into it because we had a need mm-hmm. and that we encountered people who precious precious people in our church that were like look it's hard for us to come to church Mm -hmm. it's hard for us to function in our lives sometimes we're exhausted we're worn out and the church isn't meeting us and helping us Mm -hmm. as it could be right um i say church with a big c not you know just our church and but the body of christ right Um, across the board that was a struggle for a lot of families with special needs that it was difficult to go to church because a lot of times the children's ministries weren't equipped to help their children or Mm -hmm. minister to their children so we got to new life and we had never really worked with um, a special needs ministry and we had never seen what what a special needs ministry looked like Um, but we we encountered kids and we listened to families and their hardships and their struggles and we were like what can we do right so i um years ago sat in a conference with a woman who um had this ministry she had a child with special needs and he actually moved to heaven when he was only four and he had um never walked never talked never ate with his mouth and she before having this child she had never encountered people with special needs she was a youth pastor Mm -hmm. but had never really dove in and gotten to know the special needs community but she felt like in those four years that he was on earth that she was just in a classroom that god was teaching her Mm -hmm. how to minister and how to love the special needs community so she teaches her name is marie cook and she does um an organization called nathaniel's hope she teaches churches how to minister to people with special needs so i contacted her we started um, a buddy break ministry which is a respite program for families with special needs 
and you get to drop your child off for three hours. Mm -hmm. You go do laundry, take a nap, have a date night, whatever it is that you want to do Mm -hmm. that is difficult for you to do while simultaneously caring for your child. And we have a party with these kids. Oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. And these kids are brilliant and hilarious and teach you things. Uh Children that, you know, haven't spoken a word to me speak volumes. And it's just incredible. So um, we've started um, having buddies in our services that children and teenagers, too, can come into these services, sit with someone, and be ministered to on their level and have someone help them navigate um, the service or pull them out and have one-on-one time with them. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just been something where God has highlighted the value of these people Mm -hmm. to me. And and now I want others to Mm -hmm. see the value in these kids. I think it's been really amazing to kind of hear this conversation get progressively louder over time of the Mm -hmm. fact that like these people aren't you know in an issue or like Mm -hmm. something that the church needs to help solve like they are the church right and they are just as much to be absolutely like they're just as much equally as a part of this body and this this group of people that we like to call ourselves Mm -hmm. as like Christians and as believers in Jesus, like he loves them so much. Mm -hmm. And so they absolutely Mm -hmm. deserve to be able to come to church and be able to, to function as Mm -hmm. a corporate body. And they have something to give as well. Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. I've, I've loved kind of watching not only you guys, but even other leaders Mm -hmm. in our church, like step Mm -hmm. up and into this place where like they're giving a voice to the voiceless and being Mm -hmm. able to say like, no, like they're a part of this body Mm -hmm. and they are valuable to us. And they're, they're, they have things that we don't have Mm -hmm. and they have gifts that we don't have. Mm -hmm. And you know, I love that. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, um, Something else that I have just, we've always loved to talk about, <laughs> it's going to get controversial in oh, here, no. is... Is it Niall Horan? No! <laughs> <laughs> I talk about him enough. Stop. <laughs> Niall, if you're listening, hello. Give her a call. Um, but we always, we always get on the conversation of like race and racial reconciliation yeah which i love and i and i've like i always like having this conversation with mm-hmm. you because even though you are of the caucasian persuasion people don't know that listening to this podcast is how you're... <laughs> she white <laughs> <laughs> correct we um we can have we have this we have this conversation often yeah and i, I yeah yeah and i and i think it's interesting because as someone who is white, but you also grew up in the deep, deep South. Yes. I grew up in Mississippi, mm-hmm. just Amen. south of Memphis. So race relations are still mm-hmm. um, tense at yeah. times. And, you know, of course, there'll be people that tell you that's not the case. But mm-hmm. I went to a high school where people drove up in their pickup trucks with a huge Confederate flag flying behind mm-hmm. Um, inward flowing around all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was still yeah pretty 
divided yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because here in Jacksonville, like that's not necessarily mm-hmm. as big <clears throat> or as prominent of an issue. Right. But I think as Christians and as people who like are in the church and mm-hmm. who are leaders in the church, I feel like there just hasn't been a ton of talk yeah. about it recently mm-hmm. about like this idea that America we have a race issue. It's not um well when you think about it, my mother and my dad as well, they were bust during integration. Mm-hmm. That's one generation removed from me. Yeah. So and we didn't solve it with integration no, either. Yeah. So it's not it's not that we're so far removed from this issue, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So we we still have a ways to go. Yeah. We still have a ways to go. I think now it's not we might not be as blatant about it. You might ha- not have someone say, you know, racial slurs to your face, but the the attitudes, I think that's something that mm-hmm. I've had to look at myself and say, what are things that I've picked up? What are things that I've heard growing up mm-hmm. that aren't right? Mm-hmm. What are um, things that I perceive about people mm-hmm. that aren't correct? Um, what are ways that... Um, you know, just small things that I might think about someone yeah. that could be hurtful. Yeah. And I just have to recognize those things. Yeah. Call them out about myself. Call it out on other people, mm-hmm. which isn't as comfortable. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. And apologize yeah. if I need to. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's a it's a road worth walking down. Yeah. I think I I you're a safe friend for mm-hmm. me. Because I can say things mm-hmm. and you don't maybe not you like maybe you don't understand mm-hmm. but when i say it you don't immediately go well i think you're overreacting or no. you know i mm-hmm. are you sure that's what they meant are yeah. you sure that's how they took it like well, i've never been da-da-da-da. in your shoes yeah so i can't say that you're yeah. overreacting sometimes it's really hard to talk to people about yeah. things that maybe in a way aren't blatantly rude or blatantly racist or blatantly um, prejudiced but you know, when someone is like, there's a specific, I heard this from someone else and I have never heard it explained better. You've seen the stance of someone Mm -hmm. who has been prejudiced to you. Mm -hmm. And so even if they're saying different words or saying a different Mm -hmm. phrase, you still can recognize that stance. You still Mm -hmm. can recognize that facial expression you still can recognize Mm -hmm. that tone of voice Mm -hmm. and so sometimes it's so hard to explain like I think that was kind of racist or like I think that was kind of Mm -hmm. I don't that didn't sit too well with me and it's not necessarily because of what somebody says but because of how they say it Mm -hmm. and because of like you've seen Mm -hmm. how somebody has said something else Mm-hmm. It, I think this is, I hope this is making sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tracking with you that yeah. you, there, there are, you, you can see it for what it is. Yeah. Like where if you just I'm not looking words, for it all the time. Thing. Yeah. And I haven't experienced mm-hmm. it all the time. Yeah. But if, if you've been mugged a hundred times by somebody, you know, wearing, I've heard this uh, analogy, wearing a red hoodie, you're going to flinch. Every time you see, you see a red hoodie. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, if you've been, um, mistreated mm-hmm. by somebody who looks like me <laughs> a lot of times. Yeah. Of course, if there's something that rubs you the wrong way, you're going to look at it through that lens and I won't see that. Right. Unless I'm looking for yeah. it. 
Exactly. So um, I think it's leaning into here, mm -hmm. a perspective that I don't have firsthand. Yeah. I think that's the first step because I've, I've grown up around white people my whole life. And I, mm -hmm. I, I hope that's not offensive to say white people. Um, what? <laughs> where? <laughs> Excuse me. No, um, I mean, my entire life. My yeah. My school was predominantly right. white. My church has mm -hmm. has been the majority. Majority white. Yeah. Like our mm -hmm. church is super diverse right. and really wonderful and beautiful. Yes. But there's a lot of white people, <laughs> and a lot of them around my age are my friends. Sure. And there's a lot of, you know, at my job lot of white people and none of them for the most part have been unkind but mm -hmm. it's been hard to talk about things that are going on in the media mm -hmm. and or things that are going on like culturally right and be able to have someone who even though they don't necessarily understand mm -hmm. they are listening yes and they are opening their ears and I, I have great friends like I have you mm -hmm. I have you know my best friend who mm -hmm. she's a great listener too but mm -hmm. it's still hard because right. you're like you don't you don't get it no get it. so I mean, it's just it's it's been really interesting too because for the longest time I was like racism yeah it's dead and buried what? and all of that yeah. you know and you know I per had never personally experienced it in my mm. own life mm -hmm. for a long time um but then you know things happen you get older you meet people you encounter people who are mm -hmm. not as nice and um it makes you think and it makes yeah. you you know consider and I remember when Get Out came out oh that movie Get Out I I love that movie because it's cinematically amazing i haven't seen it but i got somebody to tell me the oh it's the gist. it's amazing yeah it's but it also brought up this very tense conversation mm. i remember i had friends who when i wanted to talk about kind of the deeper they were like i don't think it means that and i was like it does that's mm -hmm. what it feels like mm -hmm. yeah and they were like oh yeah oh wow yeah. Dang. Oh, dang. horror movie. We got yeah. this. Yeah. I, and I wouldn't have known that. Like, I think five, six, seven, eight years ago, mm -hmm. I might not have had eyes to see that or mm -hmm. ears to even hear that. Um, but again, when you lean in to listen, mm -hmm. my eyes have been opened a lot and I can look back and see like oh that was offensive when you said x y and z mm -hmm. when you took the side of however you know yeah. what I mean yeah and uh, I think for most people it you kind of have to put your own pride down and that's uncomfortable mm -hmm. to think about well I didn't mean anything by right. that yeah well sure you didn't mean anything by that however this is how it feels right for somebody else yeah and being able to say you know what i said this and i didn't mean it like that but i'm sorry mm -hmm. i think that can go a long way um but we have to try because yeah. the body of christ needs this now oh, more absolutely. than ever yeah um and we can't just say oh that's over quit bringing up old stuff yeah. well it's something that people are still walking through right every single day yeah and so we got to do better. We do. Mm -hmm. We can always do better. I mean, yeah. In, in everything. 
and all the things and all the things all the things but yeah i think it's it's been interesting because i've just i've never had to actually look Mm-hmm. At, and I'm still fairly young, mm-hmm. um, and, but I remember being a teenager and being in kind of this like bubble mm-hmm. of because you know my family they're amazing and they they covered us so me and my cousin so well yeah. from a lot of that stuff. But you know going to college and dealing with so many different kinds mm-hmm. of people and so many different kinds of attitudes, it's been this like journey that I've. I've been walking through recently of being like, okay, I am proud of who I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like, I love who I am. I would not want to be like anyone else. Right. But at this phase in my life, I don't have a ton of people who Mm -hmm. understand that and who understand the tough side. Like I have my family and they're great and they're Mm -hmm. amazing and they know exactly how it feels. And, you know, we're all on the same page, but to have people outside of that to like in your corner like people that you can pick yeah you know that you can say I know you understand yeah I know you get it has been really tough Mm. it's been hard yeah it's been really hard so yeah (laughs) it's all good we're gonna get there we will I think so we will it's just gonna take you know you gotta humble yourself you do and you have to keep learning and that's and that's for everyone like for sure if someone says you know, I didn't love that. Mm-hmm. Or like, I, I didn't love the way you said that. I didn't love the mm-hmm. way that you phrased that. To be able to step back and mm-hmm. say, you know, I'm sorry mm-hmm. is hard. It is. Because it's hard. so much easier to say, like, you, You're why did you take it that yeah. way? You know me. You know I wouldn't yeah. mean it that right. way. But maybe a mindset that you have from the way that you were brought mm-hmm. up. Maybe that yeah. needs to go. And on the flip side, I think we, as like, and I say like, I am black, so I can only speak for black people, but mm-hmm. like people of color in in general, I think there also is a way that we can step into this like really mm-hmm. gracious mm-hmm. place of like recognizing the hearts of our friends and the mm-hmm. hearts of people that do genuinely want to mm-hmm. learn and genuinely do want to understand mm-hmm. and who want to, you know, do better right. and might not always say the right things all the time. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. You can't see this. <laughs> I, I have been the person, I have apologized to Natalia for things that I have said and have gone back home and been like, oh. I gotta call her and you have been incredibly gracious well I think I mean what like to be cliche what would Jesus do (laughs) what would he do I mean but in all honesty it is about loving and teaching each other yeah it's like you know because in the Bible it says you will they will know you by the way that you love each other and so like if I'm just us like a an offense board uh-huh. You know, like if I'm just like, how dare you say that to me? That's so racist. <laughs> I'm writing and, that down. I'm writing it down. <laughs> I'm putting it in the book of racist things to not say. I'm gonna remember and I, that. And I have no grace for you right, to right. actually teach you right. or to actually help you understand uh-huh. why and how and and what it means and you know things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of just as bad. Yeah. You know, if it's if I'm just this big like tower of offense right and like right. do not say 
anything mean to me mm -hmm. because you're not allowed. Thank you. <laughs> right. Goodbye. No one wants to be friends with that. No mm -hmm. one wants to be around that. And that's not Christ-like either. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Aww. Okay. So we're going to switch gears a little bit after that very serious conversation. <laughs> Um, to something I am going to call the mug of opinions. I like it. I have topics in a mug. I have opinions. And oh, we both have a lot <laughs> of opinions <laughs> So I'm going to let you pick something first. Okay. Let me dig into this mug. Mm -hmm. Okay. It just says makeup. You got opinions <laughs> on makeup? Oh, okay. Do I have opinions on makeup? Do you wear makeup every day? Because I don't. I definitely don't. Um, I pretty much do. Okay, well, no. Friday might be, like, my no makeup day. Yeah, because y'all are out of the office on Friday. Yeah, I'm out of the office on Friday. But I I like to wear makeup. I do, too. I don't do it like, oh, I don't like the way I look. I feel like it's, like, getting dressed. Mm -hmm. If I'm dressed, I have something on my face. Yeah. Even if it's not a full face. Yeah. But a lot of times it's... I've just, I've All developed this terrible habit in the mornings mm -hmm. of waking up with a good, like, 20 minutes till oh, I have to get no. out of my house. Oh, no. Oh, it's so bad. I it sleep through 20 my minutes alarm. to do the makeup. I sleep through my alarm all the time. And it's like that, you know, when you're sleeping really hard and your alarm becomes like a song in your dream? Oh, no. That's, that's how hard I sleep You need to change sometimes. your alarm. It's the most obnoxious one that there is. Oh, no. It's so bad. But I, because I love makeup and I, mm -hmm. I like putting it on, but I, yeah. I never have time in the morning and it makes me kind of sad. So you're not wearing makeup right now? No. Oh. No. Well, could have fooled me. Oh, thank you. But I think my opinion about makeup, do your eyebrows. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think people should do their eyebrows. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just, you know, like filling them in mm -hmm. a little bit with like powder. Yep. That's all I do is That's powder. It. But I feel like if you have a full beat, do the eyebrows. I could never. Have you seen somebody with like a full face of makeup and no eyebrows? Yeah. <gasps> Megan. Well, I feel like that's more people... I don't want to say people my age because I'm not that old, but there are people who, you know, don't believe in doing eyebrows. I could never. Yeah. I could never. My eyebrows are pretty thick. I, you have, you were blessed with I the nice eyebrows. And I still fill them in because. But in the year 2003. Oh yeah. You nobody had eyebrows. Them. No one had eyebrows. I think I actually, that might be the problem. I asked, I, I. What grade was I in? Sixth grade? Mm -hmm. Since sixth or seventh grade, which is 2006, 2007. Mm -hmm. So that was still when I everybody think it was had no the thing eyebrow eyebrows. era. Yeah, so, yeah, it was definitely still. And I asked my mom if I could plug my eyebrows, and she said, absolutely not. She was like, you will regret that in the future. Well, she was right. She was absolutely right. I did have a bit of a unibrow. My kids have unibrows, so <gasps> it's just, you know, that had to be dealt with. But and I did like, start that in sixth grade. like blonde, though. They have pretty yeah. light hair. So you, I can't Abe's see proud it. of his, so... He likes it. Oh, <laughs> I love that. He, this morning, he's like, let me feel your face to see if you have a unibrow. Like, you don't. No, you're not a part of the club. Do not touch my face. <laughs> <laughs> your grimy five-year-old dance. <laughs> Ew. Okay. All right. Let's Pick see. us another uh, topic. Da, da, da. Oh. Oh, no. This is one. Oops. Sweet versus salty grits. Ugh. I'm mad at you for even putting that in there. 
who do you think I am? I know. I just love hearing you talk. We've had this conversation before, and it makes me laugh because if I know exactly how you feel about this. Grits should be savory they always. Are savory. If you want something mushy and sweet, eat some oatmeal or some cream, cream of wheat. wheat. That's cream of wheat. You know, when I went to South Africa, was it last month for last? They had all different kinds of porridge. Mm -hmm. So there are plenty of things to choose from. They had like brown porridge, white porridge. They call it like mealy meal. Mm -hmm. All kinds of things. You do not have to put sugar in your grits. There are options. and butter belonging grits. And that's it. Butter. Shrimp. Oh. Bacon. Stop. Eggs. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. A full breakfast. And did you ever eat like a grit bowl? Absolutely. Like with cheese and eggs I'm, and would sausage. make those all the time and like maybe up. a biscuit on top if you yes. really had time in the woods yes. i used to get those all the time and they were delicious yeah grits are savory people grits are savory they this are, is a absolutely. psa if you put sugar in your grits you i'm calling the cop <laughs> i was gonna him. say like you need to make an appointment with your counselor i'm and calling the, no no going the straight to jail <laughs> Straight to jail. Because that's illegal. It should be illegal. Illegal. And I have friends who do this. You know who you are. You know who you are. And they're going to be at your house very soon. They're menaces to society. (laughs) Menaces. Menaces. You are a menaces. Mm -hmm. Do I pick another one yet? Okay. Okay. Movies you hate. Ooh. Oh, man. Hard. There aren't a lot of movies that I hate, but there are some movies that I watched once and will never watch again. I feel like any movie where it ends, and I feel like this is a lot of indie movies too, where you, it ends and you're like, what? Why? Nothing yeah. resolved? That movie we saw together, what was that one called? I don't remember that one, but that had a terrible ending. I don't remember if what it was like called. If it's like super sad. But the ending was dumb. And we both were so mad. Any movie where, okay, I can handle a sad ending. But if there's like a bunch of loose ends and it's mm-hmm. just like, it's supposed to be poetic, but instead you're just angry. Like, yeah. I need to know what happens to Justin and Tamara and we need to work this out. <laughs> I thought I was you were like pulling. I thought you were gonna say Justin and Kelly. Do you remember when? What did Justin, happen to Justin do you and Kelly? When Justin Guarini and Kelly? Yes. Do I remember that? Come on. What was, it was called from Justin. It to was called Kelly. from Justin and Kelly, and That's America right. wanted them to be together. It's right. And I. Did they date or were they just not I into each other? I think it was like a, it was probably a publicity stunt. He was like the little Mr. Dr. Pepper guy. Yes, that's what that's what yeah, he does now. Yeah, that was now. the only thing that he's done that's since what he's American doing now. Idol. Or but he's since, so talented. He was. he was a talented guy. Well, you know, like whatever happened to Ruben Studdard either. Like <gasps> I loved. Where's Ruben Clay Studdard. Aiken? I'm convinced. I think Ruben Studdard is a pastor somewhere now. I think mm. he's just a, a bishop. Yeah. Like, he gave me very, like... He and, like, Eddie James. But, yeah. Same, same. Absolutely. They should tour together. <gasps> that would be so fun. <laughs> I, would, I would go to that. I would, in a heartbeat. Immediately. I would go to that concert. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that went on American Idol and just fell off. Like, Kelly Clarkson, obviously, is doing well. She's doing amazing. Fantasia's doing good. She's doing pretty okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, Carrie Underwood, of course. Yeah. Oh, I always forget she was on mm-hmm. American Idol. Mm-hmm. Who else? Um, I can't watch anymore because I'm like pretty sure it's rigged. Oh, I think so. And that hurts my feelings. I do like, what's that show that's out now? Um, it's called The Four. Have you seen that one? Mm-hmm. It's where every, it's kind of like The Voice where everybody's okay. already talented coming in here. Okay. Like it's not, So they're not making fun of anyone. Yeah, no, okay. no, no. Which I kind of like. Which I, there were some times where I was like, why y'all let these people be on It's TV? hurtful. It's so sad. But um, it does make for great content, <sighs> though. There oh, is. it's so sad. <laughs> I can't handle people being embarrassed because then I get embarrassed watching but they're it. Not, they're not embarrassed though. But a lot of times they're like, I did awesome. Like, you no. lied. No, I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a show, it's called The Four. Okay. And it's four, so there's four people and they're all singers of like different kinds and different types in these like chairs up at the top of the stage okay and basically the first few rounds are people coming to try and like take their spots as the four okay does that make sense they're competing for yes they're competing for the one of four spots so like they'll have a four to start and then people will come in and audition and they'll have to challenge yeah they'll have to challenge so they'll come in and they'll be like oh i want to challenge or what happens they sing first they sing a song first <laughs> and then if the judges are like yeah let's do it i like you pick who you want to challenge and they okay. challenge somebody and they, they have to have judges another because... song yeah diddy's a judge megan trainer's a judge oh. dj Khaled's a judge oh it's very it's super interesting i love it um, Diddy. yeah but then they have to sing against that other person oh it's like is he the producer? Probably. Like, making the band? He said, listen, if y'all are going to let me make this show, I get to be a judge. Remember making the band? I remember making the band. Like, Danny not, Kane had some Danity Kane, yes! <laughs> me in the car. We got slow. <laughs> we do things that the girls don't I thought do. I was so... That song definitely came that out was when sass. I was in the fifth grade. Oh. For sure. And I had no idea what any of it meant. I still am not certain. It's about cars. It's about girls riding in like really All fancy the girls cars. in the something Cadillac. In the pink Ooh. Cadillacs. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There and you go. like we sitting on 22s plus two. You didn't know what that meant? seats neon blue. I was like, oh, okay. They talk about color coordinating their car with their yeah. shoes. I was like, oh. Yeah, I had no idea. I just, it was catchy. Okay. Yeah. But it's about cars. You heard it here. <laughs> that song. You go, Showstopper by Danity Kane. Look it up. It's yep. a bop. It is a, absolutely a bop. Mm-hmm. Shamelessly. All right, I'm going to pick another one. <laughs> we could go another 20. We need to do a whole Danity Kane podcast. I, honestly. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Awkward dates. Oh. Well, I already told mine because. Is that your most awkward one? Yeah. I didn't date a lot before Kevin. Me neither. but yeah i would say going on a a date he says it wasn't i i mean no i say it wasn't he says it was uh with someone with their jaw wired shut was probably like peak awkward that is peak awkward but but i think it's a little less awkward because in your brain it wasn't a date no he i thought he was mysterious interesting because he was so quiet (laughs) 
Oh, you can holler at us. That's so funny. He's cute. Oh, man. He's real cute. So that was part of it. Yeah. He what, still is. Cute. What did your friends say he looked like? Uh, <laughs> Tommy Lee. <laughs> Dave Navarro. Back then. He doesn't look like this no, now. No, he does not he look does like not this look anymore. Kev had huge, like, hoop gauges and, mm -hmm. like, a shaved head. Yeah. And at one point, he had, like, a bray ring, a soul patch. You know, like. Yeah. You guys are pretty rock and roll. Yeah, Kev probably more than me, but yeah, he, <laughs> the girls at work would be like, how Tommy Lee doing? <laughs> like, he's Tommy, Tommy Lee. Lee. Ew. Right. <laughs> no. It's okay. He's doing good, guys. Yeah. I don't think, I haven't had a lot of awkward dates. I've had some awkward situations where people have asked me out that have been very uncomfortable. You care to elaborate? Um, No. <laughs> Because I don't, I like, there were just some times when people had the wrong idea oh. about how. I think we've been Like there. to pick up. Everyone's been A there, vibe right? that somebody's putting down and just picked the wrong day to do it, like a national holiday. And. Oh. You, you like, were there for this. What? What? On Valentine's Day, like two years ago. I'm trying. Okay. To process. I did oh, not. wait. No. All tell right. the story. I, ha I guess I'll tell it. Um, so there was a guy. Is listen to the podcast? I don't know. Okay. He was so nice. So, so, so nice. Uh -huh. If you're listening, you are so nice and so kind. Um, and I really hope he's not. My gosh. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, and no. he was interested in me, and I just wasn't mm -hmm. interested in him just because I just wasn't. That's allowed. Yeah. Sidebar. You can't be interested in Sidebar. everybody. That's if, a problem. If you're not interested in somebody, that's okay. Yeah. You don't have to be. You cannot be interested you in can, everyone. You cannot be into somebody. That's a like yeah. one thousand percent allowed. If anybody's told you that you have to give everyone a shot, you don't. Oh no. You I don't. don't believe that either. No. You don't. Anyway. Um so we uh, we just didn't click mm -hmm. to me personally. And so I I knew he was interested, and I tried really hard to, like, put off, like, the, oh, you're, like, my brother, friend. you're my bro, like, we're cool yes. vibes, and um, he came to church, because that Valentine's Day that year was on a Wednesday, and he came to church, and he was dressed very nicely, Aww. and had flowers, mm. and... And he wasn't there to ask me out. He just was there to tell me that he had feelings for me. But I just was like, I do not, I don't know what's happening. Mm. And I was so, I just was so caught off guard. And I was like, <laughs> this is, because the thing was, was like, this is, it's flattering. Mm -hmm. And like, had this been somebody that I really liked, I would have been like really excited. But I was like, I don't want to have to say anything mean or any, you know what I mean mm -hmm. like I just on a national holiday yeah I didn't want to do that and and I and thankfully it worked out fine like we parted ways very cordially mm -hmm. still a very nice guy oh I just it was it was it wasn't it, it wasn't it no it wasn't and it. that's okay it wasn't it yeah yeah that's fine yeah, I, I he think he wasn't we, Nile, so he wasn't Nile Horan. What can I say? And so that's what we're holding out for. That's absolutely. Oh, okay. 
That's the type out there, guys. <laughs> if you look like Nell Horn, DM me. Honestly, <laughs> don't. Don't do that. <laughs> don't. I'm just kidding. Do not. <laughs> do not. Are we picking another one? I think it's empty. It's empty. Wow, we were Whoa. opinionated. We are always opinionated. It doesn't Absolutely. take that much. It does not. It doesn't. Well, since we're out of papers, I guess we're going to sign off. It's been real. It has been real. Thank you so much for coming yeah. and for being my first episode. Aww. And for being so gracious with me. Of course. Anytime. Anytime. I'm taking you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that has been... The Coffee Date Show. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.